people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn it the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here is your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you, Nate. This is Derek McCaw, editor-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I wish you didn't podcasting from Wednesday, October 9th. What's really funny is what I got is I feel like Nate is a Muppet, and we were just doing the near-far thing. near Far, <laughs> show me. Far. I just think Skype's crapped out again. <laughs> I know. So maybe stop doing that, Nate, because we can't trust the internet. Uh, we are podcasting October 9th from Seven Stars Bar and Grill, uh, which is three ninety eight A Bascom Avenue in San Jose, California. We are so grateful for Paul Cunha, the bar owner for uh, bar and grill owner. For hosting us here and uh, come out. I say Monday nights are trivia nights and Friday and Saturday they do karaoke after eight. So, but that's not why we're here. No. Uh, we're here oh, for no. corn dog linguisas. Damn straight. Yeah. You mean linguisa corn dogs? That's what I meant. And the fireball whiskey. <laughs> ah! Shots. No. No, I haven't had enough yet. Cinnamon. 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 It's, mm, it's min. Yes. My sibilant breath is cinnamon. fresh. Sibilant. Mm. So anyway, uh, of course, I'm sitting here, uh, first of all, of course, via the magic of Skype, our man in Los Angeles. I am Dave Costa. For as long as the internet holds. And we are grateful <laughs> right. for that. And he's braving storms and all this to sort of be here with us tonight. And uh, This very, is what happens when the government shuts down. That's right. We're very grateful as well. We have uh, our... I say semi-guest because it's more like semi-regular, semi-guest. Semi-irregular. Uh, well, I don't want to talk about it, but there are a few things tonight that I think will make his beard hair stand up on end, uh, and that would, of course, be Christopher J. Garcia. Hey to all my christeners out there. Okay, we the lost The Reverend those. Doctor, yeah, Hugo Award winner. If they, if they want to follow you on Twitter, who do they follow? They follow Johnny Eponymous or look for the hashtag Garcia administration. Okay. Okay, but, you know, yeah, he is, in fact, one of the last living representatives of the rare species of Johnny Eponymous. That's right. Uh, he's only dangerous when his ears wiggle. And <laughs> our <laughs> podcast producer and moral compass. Rick Brett Snyder. All righty, so we've got, of course, many, many things to talk about. We've got a lot of comics um, and a lot of, you know, not so much a lot of movie news, but some shocking movie news that I think will spark some conversation. Shocking. I'm well, interested. Very surprising. I, one movie item that I think I really wanted to get Chris Garcia, when you said Chris was going to come into the podcast tonight, yes. I was excited because I thought he and I at least, and probably Rick, would be able to converse about this and have probably. an interesting conversation. Not Nate. Um, is there any Terminator 5 news, Derek? Uh, not that I was aware of. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Then, then, <laughs> then Nate's going to throw that in, and my scraggly beard was that a rhetorical will stand question? on end. 
I, I, I recognize the, <laughs> the rhetorical strategy that he's using for some uh, television news, which will travel over into video game news and one very major piece of television news, which will cause Nate to go to sleep. But we'll still try to talk about Walking Dead to hold his interest. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. No, here on Wednesday, 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 we are going to... Last gonna, night, last night, last night. We are going to... What? They had the midnight release party last night. Oh, yes, oh, that's did. what I want to start with. We're going to talk comic news, and there was the midnight release party nationwide. Did you go to Earth 2? I did not. I was oh. unable to make it over anywhere. Okay, but they did have a release party for this. This Walking they Dead They had number... leftover cake today. Oh, excellent. So did, how <laughs> nice. was it? How was it? I did not eat any leftover Walking cake. Walking Dead okay. cake. So Earth 2 Comics in, awesome. in Sherman Oaks and Northridge, California, uh, which is where Nate goes and uh, which I go when I'm down in Los Angeles to visit them. And uh, The Walking Dead is at number 115 that begins All Out War. Uh, is it a? Am I? Was I confused? Is it a nine issue or is it a fifteen issue long Twelve event? Issue. Twelve issue. Twelve issue. Split in, the difference. In which? What's going on? Because you know I'm not up to date in Walking Dead. Twelve but, issues, I believe, coming out over nine months. That's They're definitely it. upping wow. the number of issues. Wow. Okay. That's good. Um, Basically, the Ricks group is teaming up with two other groups, and they're going to fight Negan's group called the Saviors, and it's going to be all-out war, baby. All right. So Excellent. This is like, um, you know, and in, so uh, in addition to that, today the uh, latest Walking Dead hardcover novel came out, The Fall of the Governor. Uh, and Which follows the rise of the governor, which, right, is, the which is the previous one. Right, which is the previous one. And then... Um, also, Archie Comics countered with a surprisingly brilliant book. Who saw that coming? Afterlife with Archie, number one by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Franco Francavilla. Uh, it is a beautiful book. Does, I was. Does one of Sabrina's spells go horribly wrong? Is that what happens? Th- that is almost too reductive of it. Okay. Um, what what happens is, uh, and, and they're treated like real teenagers. I'm, 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 I'm amazed that I could be too too reductive of an Archie plot. Well, I know, but that's the point. <laughs> yeah. is, is like uh, clearly you didn't read the site today because it managed to update. And I, I read one issue. One, uh, yeah. I, so I, I I reviewed it, um, and like in the article I pointed out, it, like if it had been a parody, like a like Warren had done, you know, creepy. Like a, a an Archie pastiche with zombies, it would have been gross and bloody. And this is actually really, this is borrows from Pet Cemetery. It's out of grief. Jughead goes to Sabrina because Hot Dog has been hit oh, by it a is car. Sabrina. <laughs> okay, it is Sabrina. And um, and again, not having touched base with these Archie comics in a while, I don't know where they adapted. But this is treated very seriously. There's nothing comedic about it. Um, but it is clearly the sitcom setup. She's living with the two ants. And Salem is talking, which when I was a kid, I don't recall that. But Salem always talked. Yeah. I, I, I didn't remember that, but, rego- you know, it, it's there. It's treated very seriously. And uh, they refuse to ha- – they say it's too late. Hot Dog is dead. There's just nothing we can do. And Jughead goes off. And before he goes off crying, he says to Sabrina, you know, I cared about Hot Dog like you care about Salem. And that's all. I just want what, what happened. So she – Sneaks into her aunt's library and takes the Necronomicon and reads the wrong s- spell. There's a, there's a Necronomicon in the Archie universe now. And they, uh, you know, bury it. So, uh, meanwhile... This does set up the Ash 
Archie. Oh, uh, which could be. I mean, you know, the thing is, the thing that every time we have mocked, like really, Archie meets Punisher was a tremendously good book. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so Archie meets Kiss was better than it should have been. And <laughs> oh, I missed that. And oh yeah, four issue, uh, yeah. four issue miniseries uh, that made fun of Twilight. Um, so I was all on board. And uh, and then Afterlife with Archie is shaping out to be really, really well done and well written with a lot of nods towards uh, other zombie films and, and so forth, and they thank their influences. Well, it's kind of like a play on, play on the current life with Archie, which is right, but it, but married to both of the girls. and alter, uh, More than that, married to both of the... Uh, and uh, the member of the Pussycats. Uh, and Josie? No, not Josie. No, the, uh, not Melody. The... What is her name? Right. I'm, we're going to sound racist. It's the African-American member of the Pussycats. Okay. He's married, so there's three timelines there. and it, But that's all. He's married th- to all three Pussycats? It's all three. It, it's a three timelines go through. Betty, Veronica, and, and the Pussycat. Cat. And so that's and that's that as adults. This is back in at Riverdale High. Okay. Treating them as real-life teens with real-life issues. Uh, you know, and there's kind of some twist in the dealing with grappling with like i thought this was the strangely realistic was betty and veronica arguing over what costume to wear for the halloween dance proving by the way that betty is the one you should go with because she's our she's asking archie which hitchcock ice icy blonde heroine she should be should she be tippy hedron <laughs> yeah. from the birds wow or and i'm like that's the girl you go with because yeah. she's going to be interesting in the long run but granted veronica comes up and says shall i be sexy witch or sexy gypsy and Archie doesn't well, understand Archie, the question. Archie lives in multiple <laughs> worlds, so he doesn't have to choose. Not in this case. Uh, so it's uh, it's good. And uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa is also currently working on the screenplay for the big screen Archie adaptation. Uh, and also, I think, stepped in and, and allegedly saved Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. So uh, the current book on Broadway, which I can't speak toward, haven't seen it. What I hear from people is, it's entertaining. Eh. Even people that, that aren't uh, Yiddish, they, they, they give me that. Is that eh, a quote from the Spidermans? It's entertaining from the, the Spidermans. Spider-mans. <laughs> I went to the Spidermans, and uh, they came back, and they said, yeah, okay, it's no Mr. Fantastic, no. but still. Fantastics. <laughs> oh, there we go, the Mr. Fantastics. You're right, and it is. Uh, so I like that. And uh, did you get a chance to read the first issue of All Out War, Nate? I did. I did read it. So, uh, I mean, this is, this is talking about your rhetorical questions. Are you satisfied? Yes, it's definitely the beginning of a story. <laughs> well, the, this wow! One, one thing caused a king of the underwhelming. But they, <laughs> they many, you just got yourself a cover blur. They had a hundred different covers for one hundred, right? Am I, uh, I one hundred? How many different covers? There were a lot. There were not not a hundred. There were a lot though. Okay, there are twelve covers for this issue one fifteen. Actually, there's, there are... Neil told me 12. There's at least 13. Okay. Okay. So... Greater than 12. um, Their sales are going to be pretty good. Hopefully that's just multiple covers for the first one. And and overall, their sales are good. You know, and and the thing that I, I I hear from retailers a lot is... With Walking Dead, you can't. You're not even really getting the tip of the iceberg because they're only tracking the co- the monthly comic. Yeah. But th- what they're not tracking is 
how many omnibuses are they selling per month? Right, that's right, going right. up. Well, how many individual volumes of the trades? Because like you and I, we buy according to whatever whatever format we first purchased in. Right, right you just know, to keep them in, keep the same, in, in, in the same form. I was talking to Neil this afternoon, and he said that he realized he was low on the first couple of trades, and he panicked for a second because he knew that the show was coming out on Sunday, and uh-huh. he needed to be full <laughs> flush in stock because whenever the show comes back on, there is a spike in sales. And now they've got a spike in sales going on for the start of the show, plus this new event, plus all the covers. So it's a good time to be a smart Kirkman. retailer. Oh, and it's yeah. a good time to be Kirkman, who still has not hired Nate as his personal assistant, despite That's many, right. many pleas on all of our parts. Yeah. Um, Disgusting. I think you need to get Tiffany to ask again. Uh, yes. And then, I agree. And then uh, Nate asked if we had read Infinity number four. I got a chance to. Rick did not. I did not. Because mysteriously tonight, it is it is dark. Who to thunk in a bar of the Star Wars It's funny, Wars when you were theme. talking about Archie, the lights came up for a minute. I know, I because we were talking weird. about zombies, and then went <laughs> back down when we were talking about Star Wars. Because Star Wars is best enjoyed in the dark. Yet, oh, yeah. Yeah, yet not dark enough, apparently, that uh, that the bartender carded me. You know, she didn't ask for my ID. So, uh uh, we don't look young. It's, this. The, beard. it's yeah, the beard. It's the beard. It's the beard. That's scraggly. It's wrong. So anyway, um, so Nate, I did get a chance to read Infinity. You got a chance to read Infinity? I did. And we want to be so at, big doings in as this non-spoilerific, but uh, as Nate complained a few weeks ago, yeah. Avengers Alliance, the game. Uh, uh, it spoiled totally spoils the reveal. Totally spoils okay. the reveal, which is also... Not even really going to come for at least another issue. Yeah. You know, so... So it, it's a last panel kind of thing? Uh, no, there's a few pages where you where you see the name, but the last panel is the revelation of okay. a step that's going to get closer to what Avengers Alliance revealed. So, okay. And, I, and I, I, I do hate that kind of thing where that's just... I don't know if it's editing. I don't know who to complain about. If that's editing or if that's marketing or... That's marketing. Yeah. You know, it just... I'm getting a little annoyed at all the books that are getting branded Infinity, and it's because somebody mentions the name Thanos in it. Well, or, here, you know, here's what or I, I was not in New York. I yeah. was, I was really, uh, I was really pleased today that I picked up a book with the Infinity cover, and it was actually Infinity. So I felt like which I, one was it? It was Infinity number okay. four. Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> the latest issue. It was, it was a gamble, and uh, I won. Yeah. Uh, well, I picked. Well I, had, I had dropped uh, the Spider-Man team-up book. Um, uh huh. And this week did have the Infinity branding on it, so I kind of went with my gut instinct and bought it anyway. And they mentioned Thanos in passing. Well, Thanos is on the cover. Well, Along with Spider-Man. I will say, and I know we say that this kind of thing gets said all the time, but um, if Marvel sticks to what is happening in Infinity, in Infinity yeah. they really truly have changed the Marvel Universe as we know it. And uh, I think that's... Um, I think it's, an in, it's very interesting, and I think that... They're comics anyway. We're not reading them for realism. I want to see them continue in a direction that takes it further and further away from the real world because, let's face it, the real world is holding less and less <laughs> interest to us. Yeah, as opposed as opposed to the big events in D.C. lately, which have been kind of like one person's anguish and a lot of other people kind of falling out against. I'm thinking about Darkest Night. I'm thinking about 
um, yeah. all the Green Lantern stories that involve people who really shouldn't be involved. This one has been a big story. I mean, and this has been a it, big story to and tell. It will, in, and it will influence almost every book, if not all, and legitimately launch you know, could launch several new directions. But I think they did it right. I think they led up to it properly. They did that Thanos miniseries. So, so people who weren't really involved with it before got the background, enough of it. Mm-hmm. to to uh, And they didn't get all the background that you would have gotten the reprints because he'd be going, well, what about t- the other Titans and right, right, right. Eos, uh, Eros? And, but um, enough to get people yeah. excited. You're right. You're right. So um, would you agree, Nate? I want you to speak while we've got you. Yeah. I most of what you said you were breaking up and I was traveling through time so I didn't hear what I agree about. Okay. Well, <laughs> are you enjoying the enjoying the event still? Yes, other than the spoiler caused by Facebook's game, right. I am enjoying it right. and I really enjoyed this issue nothing to do with the reveal but the whole uh events of the issue where and- the heroes act heroic and i think the confusion of the branding works in its favor because there are some things referenced that are happening here that i'm pretty sure happened in the regular avengers book and luckily i picked them up because i picked them up because they said infinity yeah Uh, and then they're carrying over directly in here which is i guess you could conceivably just be reading infinity and get the gist you know what it'd be like? It'd be kind of like reading Prince Valiant. It's kind of like the story, but you're stepped back from it a little bit, and the uh, and the other stories are much more personal. I I really have been enjoying Mighty Avengers. There's only two issues in, but I'm really I haven't read that the book. second issue yet. But uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I my feeling on the three Avengers, New Avengers, and Infinity. Yes, reading those three together. Yeah, uh-huh. I think you'd have to do at least those three. Is is required. I mean, all the other ones are worthless. All yeah. the other ones, really? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Well, no, you know. Uh, well, they're they're not they're not core stories, but they're definitely the people are affected. It's not like they're. Jeez, it's not like. Um, I can't come up with a good example of it. But there's so many of the ones where where it's just like somebody mentioned something's happening a block over or something, and that's like the Thunderbolts. Tie-in. The first Infinity Thunderbolts tie-in was okay. exactly that. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not buying in thund- Thunderbolts. Luckily, I've been able to stick with the books I've already been buying. So. That's good, and I think it's a little straight because they're quality books. Um, so uh, it is time to. Oh, we did. One so of, we're up to issue. We're up to four of six. Is it four of six? So we're four of six. Two thirds of the way through. I have a feeling the big character, re- the the big already spoiled character reveal, will really happen in six. That'll be the big confrontation. Yeah. But he's on his way. Um, we are uh, facing New York Comic Con this weekend, which means a lot of announcements are going to come out. So there's no way to avoid this. You know, we just can't know. Uh, believe we will actually have somebody over at the Cup of Joe panel. Cool. Uh, I don't know how fast she'll be able to, to return back. I, I'm going to be away at a conference this weekend, so I don't know how fast we can update. But we do have uh, some people involved, you know, to send some stuff back. Uh, New York Comic Con is about to change the way you attend because they are putting RFID chips in the badges. Oh, So you are checking in and checking out, and they are keeping track. And, of course, the consequence is they're keeping track of where you are. 
at all times. So they're checking out who's at what booth at all the time. And you are ideally being marketed to. In exchange, I think Comixology is offering like 50 free comics. <laughs> Here, hold my badge. Wow. I need to go over to that yeah, booth. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, because I don't know. Because Disney is experimenting with the same thing at Disney World. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you had the RFID bracelet, you got to, you, you could unlock the, the so far only used once dragon that was over New Fantasyland last year. So it's a toy in the toy box for Disney Infinity if you have the RFID chip bracelet for the test. Um, yeah, and they also tested a, uh, a game at Disneyland using RFID mm-hmm. in uh, the tickets that apparently was uh, very well reviewed, very lowly understood. Yeah, they've, huh. done, uh, they've done a variety of both, at both parks. Yeah. Uh, they've been experimenting. Uh, so um, I just, I guess, do I want... DC and Marvel and all the publishers to know exactly what I'm reading, who I'm visiting, what well, I'm One of the questions in. is, how available is that information? Can people who are on the floor know who is standing around their booth for 15 yeah. minutes? I just don't want to be typed as a nerd, man. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I actually would be having you hold my badge before I, I went to a couple of booths. Seriously. I will not. I will not do that for you. That's why we're not no? going to New York Comic Con. Okay. But then the concern is, will San Diego Comic Con do that? And then, you know, what it, but, I mean, partially. You know, it's going to be, I, I'm getting one of those Faraday cage uh, pockets. Yeah. Oh, just, just microwave it. Yeah, that's it. Well, no, you, I want, the, you, apparently, you're probably going to need the RFID chip to get in and out. It's going to be part of yeah. validating your badge. Because they don't want. It's going to cut down on. Yes, on because uh, they've had, you know, yeah, they've had a lot of forgeries. And yeah. the reality is, let's see, uh, the, the stats I read today, knew, uh, that uh, San Diego was 140,000 last year. And New York is creeping up. It's 116,000 expected this weekend. Right. And even like six to 10,000 of those being forgeries. That's, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a small town. Yeah. That's a Republican congressional district. That's almost as many uh, press passes as they give out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Which also irritates me, but shh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to shut down the cons. Okay, so, um, and um, before we go through the bag, I did want to say... Uh, I got an announcement. I read an announcement that I think Rick's going to like is that Dynamite has announced before New York Comic Con that they are going to do season six of the Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Oh. they've been doing the Bionic Man, which was based on Kevin Smith's uh, screenplay, screenplay. Yeah. Uh, remake. But now they're going back and they're officially licensing and doing what would have happened to Steve Austin. If, as portrayed by Lee Majors, if there had been a sixth season of The Six Million Dollar Man. Now, I don't recall there being too many cliffhanger left open uh, I don't items. feel that either. That's <laughs> the thing. It's like, like when you go with Buffy season nine and you're going to go, which ended it's very not, well, very strongly, yeah. and you go and, to Buffy season ten, I just don't know how many series need this direct. And the Venture Brothers have already figured out, we know what happened to Steve Austin and Bigfoot. So Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Now, I have a question. Is anyone reading uh, Dynamite's Red Sonja? Not no, yet. I stopped that a long time ago. I, I've heard it's supposed to be very Gail, good. Gail Simone took over, and yeah. and I think really in the in thumbing in the face of a large part of the industry, they just did this, they launched Red Sonja Tales, which are short stories written only by female creators. Yeah. And proving there are a lot of great female creators, which, I mean, we knew. Yeah. And to me, the issue is, look, there are great creators, but I also have to admit, Look, under Joe Casada 
and and under Dan DiDio to some extent. Comics are the the big two are uh, largely a boys' club. They are really, and so I mean, there's no denying. But Amanda well, I, Connor's I, broken through. Gail Simone's broken through. After mm-hmm. years and years and years of Red Sonja stories, I'm kind of, I'm not even buying Conan anymore. I'm a much bigger Conan fan. Yeah, it's just like the stories just get repetitive and and uh, yeah. Well, well, Vampirella is the worst about that. Well, you know, uh, Vampirella has done, done more switch up than Conan has. Than really? Oh yeah. As far as well, I think because every time, every time somebody cast. relaunches Vampirella, they change everything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Red Sonia, they change nothing. Yeah. And it's just it's you know, but I mean, there are people that find that very satisfying. Else, there wouldn't have been so many gore books, you know, or so many Conan books nice, for that matter. I swear to go. <laughs> I know. So the other, but I mean, clearly, there's an audience, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, and uh, at New York Comic Con, well, you know, something that I, I think you'd be more familiar with and that I wanted to just throw out is DC announced today, or maybe it was late yesterday, that Comixology is finally going to carry their graphic novel collections. Oh, yeah, I've heard oh. about this. Which, I mean, really is trade paperbacks. I mean, so that hasn't been available before. People have had this. Very few people have done this. You know who's done this? Um, I've actually bought uh, the Empowered series as trade paperbacks. On Comixology? On Comixology. Adam Warren? Warren, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a very funny uh, kind of semi-adult series. I've looked through, yeah. And they they did like a deal where you get like all of them for, you know, a low price, but it was they were definitely individual issues that have been bound bound together electronically. It's 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 kind of more convenient than having to. Every, I tell you the the UI that they have for Marvel and Comicsology when you're done reading a book, trying to get back to the list of books you want to read, uh-huh. and remembering what issue you had just read, and trying to find the next yeah. one is way harder than it should be. Okay, and so reading, I would actually prefer. If I'm buying a run of, run of issues, I'd rather have the bound collection just because I don't have to deal with the, the, the file system that they lamely implement. Well, Dynamite had done it, too, because I have the Dark Shadows, the first Dark Shadows trade yeah. paperback mm-hmm. on my yeah. phone. Yeah. Um, which was pretty good, you know, and I was glad, but I wouldn't have picked it up if it had been like you have to buy these sequential issues. So do you have the I original went, gold key one or No, no, the Dark Shadows revival that, The revival that, that was the T V series. That uh, was of the T V right, series, right. yes, yes, yes. I didn't realize there were so few of the gold key. There's like one hardback bound book of that series. Really? And that was from Hermes Press, right? Is that uh, it's the same guys that do uh, Journey to the Bottom of the Sea. Well, and... it's Hermes. It's okay. not. Yeah, that that isn't Dynamite. They, they, they were do doing, good stuff. They were reprinting the original. Uh, yeah, it's the... it's funny. The the production value of those books is so high, and then you open it up, and the the density of the art is so light, so um, it's like underdrawn as far as the the d- detail and such. So it's there's still like incredible blasts from the past. No doubt. But I always felt that when I was reading Gold Key as a kid. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were the best covers. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. the inside the was like... covers, and the inside was like... What? These are... Oh, somebody's already colored these all in for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of... Yeah. Uh, no, the worst for that was Classics Illustrated. Yeah, I, I wanted to read so many Classic Illustrated books and was bored to death by all I disagree. Of them. I think the Classic Illustrated often had some very good art art in them. That, they were they were differently done. They were they, it's, they but were just so boringly written. I will give you that. That might be the source material. Though. I'm not arguing. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, Origin of the Species was not exactly <laughs> a page turning classic. Right. 
Though um, I, will right. say, I will say their version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is spectacular. All right. Yeah. Well, before we go to uh, the opening our bags, I did want to say one other thing for that's going to be talked about this weekend, which we did run in peace, and Rick and, and Nate both expressed interest, is we now know out of D23 that the, the finally the first real Disney-Marvel collaboration is happening, and that is... Uh, called Disney Kingdoms, so it's a subsection, according to Marvel, that is a subset line called Disney Kingdoms, Logo. and the first miniseries is called Seekers of the Weird, and it's based on the uh, original, what was supposed to be a concurrent exhibit alongside the Haunted Mansion, the Museum of the Weird, by Ra- designed by Imagineer Raleigh Crump. Wow. And they've gone in, and now the Imagineers and the writer, uh, Brandon Seifert, who writes Witch Doctor? Seifert. Seifert who writes uh, Witch Doctor, uh, is... Uh, and, and Hellraiser. Oh, that's right, that's right. I just picked up his Hellraiser, yes. Um, and uh, so they're going to be talking about these two teen kids whose uncles disappeared, and they've got to go through, and they're going to be kind of weaving in and out of... It says Disney attractions, but I think there are enough strange things that were fully built and designed by Raleigh Crump, uh, or designed and built is the way we should put it, that they probably have enough for, I think it's only a, a six-issue miniseries. Uh, so they'll, they'll have enough. Um, it is uh, one of my favorite, because I've always, I've always wondered if somebody did this, is that uh, I, in researching the story, because I actually did deeper than most of, this is why we're so slow, I actually research and go, what is actually going on, instead of just taking the press release? Right. And uh, Raleigh Crump actually did build most, get to build most of the things while they were building the Haunted Mansion. They took over a warehouse to lay out the Museum of the Weird and left everything running at night, which they do because it's cheaper yeah, right. to get the rides, you know, but left it running in the warehouse. And the next morning, all they found was in the middle of the warehouse, like light in the hallway, was an abandoned broom. And they were informed that the entire janitorial staff had quit. <laughs> <laughs> Now I've this seen I've back seen in the '60s. So some uh, of the drawings they did a uh, display at the thing above uh, that restaurant with the bread bowls uh, at Disneyland. That ga- little gallery they have up there. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's not there anymore. Oh, it's, it's not, not there. No, they moved it, that gallery. That's where uh, D20, it's down. It's down that's near where Club Thirty Three went. Oh okay. Oh no no no. It's the Dream no. Suite. Yeah, it's the Dream oh, Suite. Oh Dream Suite. Okay. Yeah yeah. They they moved that down near the fr- entrance. It's next to Great Moments. It's not as cool anymore. President. But, oh. yeah. It's where the bank used to be. Oh, yes. okay, yes. Oh, I'm going there in a month, so I'll have Alrighty. a month from today. Take me with you. No. No. Work is sending me. Take me nice. with you. What? Yeah, I know. Best God. job ever. And that's payment for his book deal. Okay, yeah, so so the one thing about the Disney Disney Kingdoms, I was a little disappointed because I didn't realize it was a different imprint until you pointed it out. I, think I didn't either. They because, really need to do some kind of logo or because style what ha- for okay, it. Okay, so what happened was like um, behind inside the magic broke the story Tuesday. Okay, and uh, they got the cover, and then Wednesday morning Marvel sent out. Wait, this is Wednesday. So inside the magic broke the story Monday. Tuesday morning, Marvel sent out their their press release, and they pointed out that it was its own imprint. But we knew before Marvel had been purchased by Disney, Disney was going to launch 
a, a line right, call right, a right. comic company called Disney Kingdom or right. Kingdom Comics. Right, because they were pulling back all their rights and stuff. They were pulling, but out it was like that. That logo is like, hey, I've got two mildly interesting fonts. I can do with the logo. <laughs> but so right, because I think that you know that what I suspect is after Seekers of the Weird, you might see an adaptation of Kingdom Keepers, which uh, the Ridley Pearson novel series. Which, when you go to Disneyland, as Chris is going to go in a month, and I was just there a couple weeks ago, they yeah, have rub it in, rub it in. They have a big poster for like the new Seriously. release of of the latest volume in in Kingdom Keeper. So very popular among young adults, uh, and probably very popular among catching that all ever crucial uh, male thirteen to eighteen that Disney desperately needs to get, which they they have. Uh, which I think we can also say Disney is capturing by, you know, what's the one thing you want more than anything else at Disney since the Mar- Disneyland since the Marvel uh, purchase? At Disneyland? More than anything else that I want there? I want Marvel, Marvel, Marvel figures. We want a Marvel. Oh, the Marvel figures are there. They're actually at World of I mean, Disney. I, I, mean, I want, like, uh, are there people walking around as Iron Man? There are not, and, th- and there's a reason for that, which is that they don't fit in any of the lands yet. Right, right. Oh, but actually, no. Tomorrowland. You do, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, you have Stark Expo. Right. Which but, has yeah. been held over indefinitely. Right, it's going but to we don't there. have Tony Stark signing autographs. No, no, but uh, they, that is going to happen. I want to see him standing there. That is going to happen. Next to Chip and Dale. That is going to happen in Hong Kong. Okay. Hong yes, Kong yeah, Disneyland gets the Iron Man finally experience. Finally, a reason to go to the Hong first Kong. ride. Yeah, uh, be, you know, besides the bird flu. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, and the outside chance you might glimpse Jackie Chan. Did uh, you make a bird flu joke in 2013? I did. Wow. Yeah. We just became relevant. Somebody had to do it. I anyway, uh, so uh, they announced that this, this week as well, that they're going to do their first ride. Of course, Orlando's blocked. I mean, they still can't do anything over there. Right. And uh, Who cares? It's Florida. I think I just alienated Florida. I think it was well, really their actions haven't. Um, I think that Anaheim, I will not be surprised to see movement, but it will be very surprising movement uh, in the in, in announcements in the next in the next few months. Yeah. Wait a minute. You would not be surprised to see movement, but it'll be surprising movement. It, it, it will not be what people expect. You heard him. Oh, my, it okay. will not be what people expect. I think they're actually their next big thing is going to be outside of the parks. It's I think be they're this. going to be in the hotels. I think that wow. could be very well. I think uh, California, uh, the Grand Californian. Could, there are no California. I would love a Moon Mar- Knight will be swinging through the lobby. A Marvel themed bar. Yeah, in that, the hotel, that sort of thing, or something in downtown Disney, because they do great. Downtown Disney should. It's yeah. it's under 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 uh, sold, but they do a they have a great bar in the Disney hotel oh, suite, uh, the Trader Sam's. Yeah, yeah, Trader Sam's. Oh, what a uh, and, and they do have a store that is uh, in downtown Disney that is largely now devoted to offbeat Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Oh, nice offbeat. So it's yeah. not the big, huge store with all the clothing. It's not the World of Disney, though. Oh. They sell a few. They sell toys there at World of Disney for right, the, the right. mainstream. But there's like the weird T-shirts and the Tokidoki T-shirts from this other store, yeah. which I want to say is called the Vault, but I may be wrong. Um, oh, I think I've been in there. I think okay, I have. So, yeah, so it's, it's like it, it's it is large, like a vault. It's uh, largely gone yeah, yeah. over to Marvel stuff. Okay, so it's very hipster. Yeah, I saw a lot of I saw and a, a lot of and a, a lot of vinylmation stuff. Fusion, of and Marvel I can stuff say is also um, vinylmation is going about to launch a huge line of, of Marvel characters. Huh. So with Ooh. the ears, uh, nice. so uh, yeah. So let us look at our bag to see if there's anything. 
I mean, to cut it short, like anything right, right. really, really of value uh, of new note. Um, what do you got, Rick? Go ahead, throw. Oh, well, we got the fall of Stormwatch number twenty-four. Does that mean it's the end of Stormwatch? I don't know yet, but I'm kind of hoping it's the first time I've actually been kind of bored with a Starlin title. You know, but that's okay. the way it goes. Okay, what's uh, yours? I got the last issue. America's got powers. I picked that up yes. too. Finally finished. Seven of seven. My problem is, and I want to recommend to people. Just wait for the trade. I'm sure it's a better story when read over a couple of days than over a couple of years. You know, I've banked all six of the prior issues. I'm going to read it all at once. Okay. It's good, but I can't remember if this really follows logically or not. So go ahead. Okay, we got Star Wars issue number 10, uh, which which has been pretty good. I was tempted to buy that today, and I did I read I read nine uh, just the other evening. Yeah, the, uh, and, and it's really it really does capture that time frame of the uh, of the series. I am gonna buy that in trade. I bought the first issue, and then I, I think I'm just gonna buy it said, in trade. Yeah. Uh, largely because uh, my son was stunned to discover that somehow he felt like I had been hiding or lying to him <laughs> that there were a series of Star Wars comics. I said, I you know I bought you the droids omnibus right. once, and he's right. like, yeah, but that was just droids. Daddy you wouldn't hide. Daddy wouldn't tell hide me there was Star or Wars. lie to you about this. There are much more no. important <laughs> things to hide or <laughs> lie. lie. You know, right? Shh, let's not talk about them in case he's figured out how to download the podcast to the MP3. You got Manhattan Can Project we, number fifteen. Uh, uh, oh, your turn. Yes, Nick. Uh, no, it's Nate's turn. Nate, sorry. Can we discuss the cover price on Batman number twenty-four? I just bought it. I don't I know how much I, I didn't buy it. for it. Holding the line at six ninety nine. Holy moly! For a zero year, but it's thick. It feels sturdy. It's not, I oh, think it's a zero year. I missed I that I think one. it's printed on pine. <laughs> uh, it feels very thick. And it will sturdy. stop a bullet. Uh, I don't know if it'll stop a bullet, but certainly let's try. Yeah. All right. The ink contains <laughs> the blood of a fairy. Yes, heavy uh, fairy. So I don't, I, I, yeah, but it feels, but in general, I think the page count's higher, too, and it's thicker. It's and, all lenticular but pages I, inside. But I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Nate. I don't need it to be, but that's always, you know, yeah. we don't get to say. I just want a good story. I don't need them to charge me extra. Um, I, but I did pick up uh, Astro City 5. I've really been enjoying Kurt Buschek's and Brent Anderson's return. It feels very uh, Vertigo now that it is Vertigo. It's been really cool. You know what I picked up this week? What did you pick up? I picked up The Phantom Stranger, Trinity of Sin. Oh, really? You know why I picked it up this week? Because I said? No. Why? Because it was not supposed to be sold until this week. <laughs> I read it a week early. Dealers who got it and distributed are either illiterate or... No, no, no. Or not No, not they were requested, not commanded. And, ah. they, and the request is the second time it's happened to in the in last month. It was, and it came late. The request came in Monday morning, uh, Wednesday morning last week. I can see how it'd be hard. Most most comic shops are kind of like a battleship to turn. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, they've already they've already done the whole racking on Monday on 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 Tuesday night. On Tuesday. On Tuesday, they put their stock up. Wednesday morning, ready to go. Yeah. The employees come in, and so it'd be hard to pull those comics yeah. off the stack. Well, you'd have this big thing, and I, you know, a lot of comic shops sold it because yeah. a lot of them got it. And and DC did not say there'd be a penalty. They said, go, you know, we'd like you to hold it. And so what's going to happen? Well, what comic shop really? And there, are, and there are a lot that, you know, I don't know that five Phantom Strangers will make the difference between the rent, but, but the loss of an, of an income at all. I mean, you know. Well, the people who didn't, who didn't sell it, who paid, who may have lost those sales to people who went elsewhere to get it. 
might have. Yeah, and yeah. so that's the problem. And I, I, it was sold out today because I went to look for it. And oh, you did. I did. Oh, not well, get there it. you go. I think they still had it at hijinks. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. So run, run. I'm gonna skip over. Here's here. my question. What's yes, that? Nate. Do they say don't sell it until next week because they want to refer to a story that's happening later, but it already happened in a oh, story no. that was sold the week before? Oh no. No, no, no. It was just it was they accidentally released like three titles: Phantom Stranger, and I can't remember what else it was. There were three. There were three books that shipped early to some, but not all of the retailers. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with continuity, because you know the fifty-two and because the back there is no it. continuity in Forever Evil. Oh, right, not yet. So, do you have another one? Or uh, I picked up. Speaking of Hermes Press, they're doing Howard Chaykin's version of Buck Rogers. Oh, wow! I am excited for so that. So, this is the second issue. Is that and a Chaykin cover? It looks and like I, it. it's Chaykin cover. And I realized I I bought the first issue and I haven't read it yet. So, I'm going to go back now. The second issue's out and uh, read these two. So, Howard oh. Chaykin tucking, taking Buck Rogers. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, and Chaykin writing anything uh, strictly science fictional, strictly sci-fi. Yes. Yeah. And that absolutely. that excites me. And it's still a period piece, so he can he can draw women in uh, high heels and stockings. Yes. So, I mean, and speaking of that, I hope I, the, I got the oh, latest yeah. issue: of Superman oh, and Lois that. Lane. Oh, oh no, it's Superman and his girlfriend, Wonder Woman. Issue number one. This was the only comic I bought this week. Is that it? This is the only. I one. bought that as well. But you know what else I bought, Rick? What'd you buy? Bam. You know, that's, bam, that's exactly Cowboy. the next one on my stack as and well. And Steve handed me and said, you're totally into this, right? And I said, well, you know who's more into it? Rick. Yeah. So I and, hoped you picked And it what up. an awesome cover. I mean, for if you said he's in a bathroom, you wouldn't get all excited. But there's all that, that wonderful. Dar- thankfully, thankfully, that- when you said the Shaolin Cowboys in the bathroom, you wouldn't get all excited. I appreciate that, Rick. I really but, do. But, I got a Shaolin Cowboy in the bathroom once. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, did you pick up Forever Evil Arkham War? I did. That's and a six-issue miniseries that and just cool. to, And just to point out, because Boom swears to me that this is going to be completely on schedule, Hero Bear and the Kid, which was really a fantastic miniseries for children about eight or nine years ago, has been revived by Boom on their Kaboom line, and they swear it's going to be on schedule. Because children really handle the, you know, you, you explain the lateness of a book. doesn't make sense. Yeah. But the sequel miniseries, <laughs> The Inheritance, uh, really charming book drawn by Mike Kunkel. And this oh, is the third issue. Really? You, you got the previous ones? Yes, I did. Yeah. And there's a special, and there's a Halloween special coming as well. I don't think they're going to call it a Halloween special. I think they're calling it annual number one is what Mel told me over at Boom. Wow. So um, that's the things of note. Otherwise, just the regular stuff, and you know, I mean, those look, few Avengers books that are actually marked by their own titles and not by Infinity. Uh, uh, last week, Lazarus number four. Yes, right. And the trade paperback came one. out today. Derek, Derek brought that one up last week. Yeah, after you were lost in the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. Shield got to us. Um, sure did. Shield, All right. And speaking of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel consor- Disney Consortium, I want to talk about movies. And so here's the thing uh, that, that's released today. And I, I would love Chris's opinion. I think we're going to have we're going to have possibly wildly divergent here. Uh, Disney, at, at least at the El Capitan Theater, did a second screen screening of The Little Mermaid to celebrate their DVD release. Yes, they did. At Christmas time, they're going to do a second screen screening of The Nightmare Before Christmas. 
And for those listeners who don't know what we're talking about with second screen, it means that they have an app that says take your device, your iPad, your Android tablet, your iPhone, and it will have running commentary and interactive stuff in the theater itself. It's very similar to a lot of stuff that's going well, they, on and DVD they do it on Blu-ray, Blu-ray that now. way. Yes, absolutely. There's second screen, and, yeah. and so why HBO. I missed the story the first time around because it was like, oh, I, it's not a reference to an actual movie theater screening. It must be about the DVD, and that's okay. I mean, I certainly watch many movies that have that option and never done it. Um, but how do you feel about going into a movie theater where forty or fifty technologically advanced children? It's like it's like Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke. They're moving to the next level. Are holding up their iPads and watching with their iPads up and the glow coming out. And well, uh, it's interesting actually. I'm. That's why I asked. I you. have done a screening of the. I think it was called Twitter Mentory, in which people were encouraged to tweet while the movie was on, and they actually had a second screen off to the side that was displaying the, the tweet. They that, used the as same hashtag. Yeah. yeah, right. And was that at Cinequest? And that was at Cinequest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think as long as everyone enters into the screening knowing. And no one's playing Angry Birds. And no one's, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> admittedly, Plants vs. Zombies is fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, as long as it's, you know, it is an expectation that that is what you're going to get at the screening. True. I think that's a great concept, actually. Um, and I think. But are we training an entire generation to have no sense of focus? Well, here's the thing that I think is... They're already trained, Derek. They're already trained to... Damn it, Nate! And I think this is how you break them. No. Is by giving them the opportunity to have ones where they can do that, that are specifically marked as such. Are you that far away from being a kid that you don't remember watching TV, doing your homework, reading a comic book, and listening to the radio at the same time? I can't do that. I can't do more than... First of all, you named four things. Um, no, when, I never when could. You were, when you were 15. I could never do more than two things simultaneously. Oh. I could listen to music and do homework. See, I was like a four or five thing guy. Yeah, I was always. I was like play. I was in there solidly with four. Yeah, I was play a video. And, and you're and you're and you're difficult to deal with now. I know. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, now they have a diagnosis for that, Rick. Hey, I think see? you know what it is. Awesome. <laughs> a D, and then we can't remember what the other two are. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, A D squirrel. Disorder. Yeah, there it is. A D squirrel. So, um, yeah, I know that they tried that at City Lights Theater. They did a Hamlet. They had a tweet deck, oh, uh, nice. a, a row for that. And then they dropped that idea. So I think in theater that's, that just was getting rude to people. But they still want people to check in. And I see that. It's funny. It happens at a lot of conventions now. It happens mm-hmm. at South by Southwest. It happens Oh, no, I understand. At, because at, yeah. because, Ted, what, it, because you know. what it is is we want people to say, I don't know that it's necessarily people are paying attention. I think it's people are. I think we're losing the capacity to actually be in the moment and enjoy the experience. Was we're all too busy saying, "Look at where we are." It depends on how it gets Kinda. used because in, when you're doing it, when you're a presenter and there's one up there and people are talking about it, you can turn to the wall and address stuff I without can, having. To I can see that in a lecture of, situation, and we are talking about that in classrooms. Yeah. Co- of course, that brings up a whole new can of worms because people are worried about. Uh, you know, cheating, obscenity. No, no, no. Cheating. I think cheating is a thing that uh, nobody nobody cares. Oh. I think we're I think we're getting. I, that See, sounds I was really a trailblazer. Bad. That that was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry, Chris. <laughs> Linda still cares. Um, so sing. Uh, no, I when I say that, I, I don't mean that they want that they're encouraging students to cheat. But I think that's a concept of the past. Now, what matters is. With the, we're trying to adjust to the crowd, the group think, are are people uh, just absorbing the knowledge? 
and what it, and, and trying to reevaluate what's really important to remember, you know, and, and, and to put them in situations where cheating is beside the point, you know, is the experience, experiential learning. Uh, so I can see it in an educational point of view, absolutely. I mean, again, the issue is trying to keep that line between student and teacher. But when I go to right. a movie, I mean, because here's the thing. You say that, but, like, I really get bothered, um, like, if it's a show I really want to see. But you wouldn't I want go to, be to absorbed, that show. And I really want to be you focused. You wouldn't go to that show. That's a secondary show. You can still go to the one that does not allow iPads and iPhones yeah. to okay. be on. Okay, so as long as we still as long as, it's not a, as long as it's not the de facto one. And once it does become that, there will be someone with a gun in there who will, who will yeah. turn it the, around. The, the, the big one I see... The big, that, and that someone will be Jordan Rosa. Yeah. The big problem I see is there are theaters that are now doing the back row concept. And I think that that is a you bad hear that, idea. Jordan? That was the voice in your but head. The, <laughs> he but knows. The, you know, oh, announce, he knows. The announced thing I think is great. Um, now, I still say this, though. Uh, anyone who brings in curry to a movie oh. should be shot. I'm with you on this. I'm I'm just I'm bothered with the increase of of strongly odored movie snacks. I appreciate yes. that yes. You, that popcorn you, is fine. I appreciate that you like th- that you have a variety of tastes, and I accept that. But I think we need to. I, I think that right, we need to come back. All senses must be respected. There is a concept that we used to have, and I know. And now I'm sounding like the old man. There used to be a common courtesy, and we all understood what common courtesy was. Was he wearing a bow tie a second ago? Yeah, uh, no. Suddenly, and speaking of popcorn, I'd like you to try my deliciously shy pop. He's a lot more gray at the temple somehow. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, so. I yeah yeah I I, just, I I think that I think that there is definitely a thing where people are less sensitive to it. I I can't believe the number of people who will take a call in a movie. Yeah. And oh, they pick up the phone and say, "Damn it, they irritate the they shit." Say, they pick up the phone and said, "I can't talk to you right now. I'm in a movie." Well, why the did you ever pick up the damn phone? You should have just turned it can off. Can we come right up then. with fanboy planet specific swear words so we can just say them? Fiddlesticks. Oh, fiddlesticks. Port. <laughs> port? Port. I like port, though. Holy I, moly, Derek. You're right. You're right. <laughs> why do they answer the holy moly phone when they shouldn't? And why must they eat the shazamming fracking curry? curry. Yeah, you're right. There's the fracking curry. Um, port, man. Port. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I just saw a commercial here for Gravity, which I haven't had a chance to see. Did you guys... No, I, I was trying to early this week, but I couldn't. I get saw up. a ten-minute uh, clip. Oh my god! And then they kicked him out of the. I theater. know. I feel like that. I may. I mean, people are saying you have to see it in IMAX, three, and then the people that don't like IMAX and 3D that are mm-hmm. saying you, you have go to see, see this it in IMAX yeah, and 3D. It's all, apparently, it's all about the immersion you get yeah. from the. Yeah. And from I gotta say, I and I thought of I thought of Rick because uh, this weekend, the the first movie I think you'd ever told me you really should see it in IMAX and 3D was. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, yes. and I went and saw two with my son, who came. He said, Sunday morning, got up and said, Dad, did you see Cloudy with a chance of meatballs too? And I said, No. And he said, Okay, can we go? And I said, Didn't you already see it? He goes, Yeah, but you'll take me in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> so we went in 3D. Yeah. And I, I, your son is so freshly uh, 
you know, the manipulative I know. honesty I, there I, is just so, so I refreshing. I mean, no, yeah, it no. is. He's just, as long as you stay honest with me, son, you can manipulate me. Yeah. It's not manipulation. It's like, you're right. I'd go see it, and we go in the morning. As long as you tell me in the morning when it's cheaper yeah. at, at, you know, mm-hmm. when it's what it would cost me to go in the afternoon. Uh, and uh, actually, former contributor to Fanboy Planet, Marin Page, her mm-hmm. husband, Ryan, uh, worked on Cloudy That's with right. a Chance of Meatballs Part 2. So yes, he did. I got love to see that. The, the Was it as good as one? Know. I didn't see one. Oh, you um, didn't see one? Everything I've heard, I actually am doing an issue of Klaus in which I uh, troll for Twitter reviews. And uh, roughly 90% are very positive. I yeah. thought it was charming but disturbing because it's the, ki- it's the kind of concept that it's very hard for me not to think about the larger consequences <laughs> of this world. Oh, then you should see the first one. <laughs> and food. Uh, animals that are actually food items. Right. Like the taco dial, which is huge and horrific. Is genius. Uh, is like, this is disturbing. And the cheese spiders, which are like whoppers with French fry legs. Um, and sesame seed Ooh. eyes that I turn think red. You're not, you're not letting your inner child out. Enough. Oh, no I, no, I love the creativity of it. I thought it was a magnificent creative film. Uh, just like, you know, which just came out on um, Blu-ray last week, The Croods, which a lot of people hated. Yeah. But there's a sequence in The Croods that I think, like, anybody who wants to talk about creativity, and I love Chris Sanders' work, the, the director. He did mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch um, and How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, there's a sequence where, where the cave people are all, like, faced with conundrums and have to, like use the environment to solve the problem. And I thought, the movie itself was eh. But the idea about following the light and trying to, and just trying a lot of options, it's big in my mind right now about creativity and trying to f- solve problems. And there's a sequence in the cruise that's just great about that. And, so and I that, lo- fits, that fits with the t- cavemen doing the first. Right. First and I love things. the, uh, although I'm not sure the cruise is actually supposed to be set in our history. I think it's a, like an alien world thing. It never comes out and says it, but there are things that it's just like. I, I think it's oh, no, supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, the, the, uh, I think. Uh, oh, you don't think the humans the, and dinosaurs were alive at the no, same time? No, no, time, no, yeah. no. You have to see. You have to see what he's what the oh, creatures okay. that he's come up with. Okay. They're right. very different. Um, but I, I just thought it was a, it was a very creative film, and people found it like a hit or miss. But I kind of enjoyed that, and I and I really thought thought he was was really uh, interesting. Now the movie news this week that is totally up Chris's alley. I love that. So movie. when you. There is a comic book-related movie about to go into, I guess it's pre-production. They're working on the script right now. It's a title from the 90s. It was from no. Warner. It was from Warner. From DC. No. From an alternate press. Wait, what are you, you going to say? Static. No. Oh, damn. No. I'm so dreaming. No, no. This is even crazier. <laughs> than a than an African American superhero <laughs> that could, could that could inspire millions of children. Uh, no, uh, this is crazier. Um, <clears throat> Vibe. A subsection of Vertigo. <laughs> I'm just going to go even deeper. Mobfire. No. Okay. The, a sub imprint of Vertigo. The Invincible. Paradox Invisible. Press. A book from Piranha Press. Oh my god. The first issue of. Beautiful Stories for Ugly Children. No. Wow. The story called A Cotton Candy Autopsy is being adapted by Derek Sian France, who did Blue Valentine and The Place Beyond the Pines. Holy crap. So, Rick, are you familiar with this book? Vaguely, vaguely. It's about a group of disaffected circus clowns who go on a road trip to discover the dark beating heart of America. <laughs> that 
honestly, I vague only vaguely remember it, and I remember. And I think, as I predicted, your beard hairs are on end yes, <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is the ultimate Chris Garcia movie comic adaptation. When I saw this news thing, I went, "This is for Garcia." <laughs> So is this going to be a live action or yes, animated? Yes, a live action wow. film. Yes, and now I'm excited. Which falls under my category of years from now when I try to defend graphic novels to the muggles <laughs> and I point out a list of films they did not know were graphic novels, a cotton candy autopsy may be evidence. Number, although I'll probably get blank stares like, what movie? Uh, <laughs> yes. Winner of, I winner of six it. Academy Awards? But what, I what? will see it. No, I do like, I oh do like God, say that about The Road it. to Perdition because you really do blow the back of people's heads off when you, when say, you say it was graphic The Road novel. to Perdition. Road to Perdition a, and a History of Violence. And a History of Violence. But not many people have seen A History of Violence. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even though it was Academy Award nominated, yeah. but still, you know, it's... Uh, it Better is, movie of the two as well. I haven't seen it, so I can't. Really? I can't speak to what? it. I read the graphic novel, but I have not worth not seeing. seen the film. Worth going out of your way to see. Uh, all right, I'll try that. And it works actually works better on TV than on a big screen. Well, and that would be the way that I would see it. And um, I'm aware of this. Harrison Ford announced this week that he has been talking to Ridley Scott about the Blade Runner sequel, and he'd be and he's willing to return as Decker. This is problematic on a number of levels. Oh, oh Decker I know be? it is. Um, but the biggest problem of, of it actually is has nothing to do with the movie. It has to do with the follow-on books. And KW, are there were there sequel novels to yes. the movie Blade Runner? Not yes. written by Dick. written by K. W. Jeter. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks, and I wanted to actually pin him down and talk to him about this. But um, are there a lot? Drop. But are there a lot of people who are going to fight for Blade Runner canon? See, that's the question has always been. Are the novels canon or not? They're are not the additional movie. novels? I must canon. say yeah. they are not a question to me because I forgot they existed. <laughs> and you know what? I have to say this. They treat Deckard better than the movie does. Did the comics go and convert those novels or did they all just, just were they just written? No, 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 no. Um, so. Boom adapted the novel Do Androids Dream of right. Electric yeah. Sheep. And then they did Marvel a- adapted the film Blade Runner and mm-hmm. that's where it ends. But no, hey there guys, was a long series I own, of. But have never seen. No, 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 that long series what? was all that just... is that is just the novel. Do Android mm. Dream of Electric Sheep? Each because they further. because they did the entire novel word for word. Yeah, illustrated okay. each paragraph. Basically, yeah, and it's insane. Um, I mean, it's a massive undertaking and 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 yeah. and a wonderful attempt. Uh, but you know, yeah, the uh, when we did the issue of uh, Journey Planet about Blade Runner. It was one of the things we looked at was how can this universe exist in books and film? And when Ridley Scott announced that he was going to start working again on another Blade Runner franchise, yeah. whether or not those would be incorporated. And well, and, you know, I'd say why it can't be is because Ridley Scott has his director's cut, which all pretty much changes the meaning of a lot of elements of the film. I think so the Rid- first director's cut, that I don't think the ultimate cut does. Well, I think, uh, do, do the follow-up novels refer to Deckard as a replicant? It's ambiguous in the first one. I haven't read the second. Well, but it's not ambiguous at all to Ridley Scott in his Ultimate Director's Cut. So I'm saying that's, you know, that... It's still ambiguous in the... In the f- a, a, writer, a, a clever writer could write around all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's fine, but I yeah. say I don't need that. I, I don't consider the novels canon. If, I, if, I actually don't... I love Blade Runner... Oh yeah, I don't want I a don't sequel. Need a sequel. I don't need a sequel. Right. 
Um, I'd rather see a, see another. So when when Chris says it's problematic on a lot of levels, it's problematic on one main level, and that is I don't need a sequel. And I not... would rather see a sequel okay, than a guys, remake. What would you rather see, a sequel or a remake starring Channing Tatum? Oh, Nate, C-Tate. I'd rather Nate. Nate I'd, it's no, no. at least a month before I can come Hold down on. to Los Angeles and kick you in the balls. No. But I will. <laughs> I I would rather see the remake because I could ignore it. Okay, Nate, I'm going to be flying to a conference in San Diego this weekend. Can you drive down so I can kick you in the balls? <laughs> but I mean, uh, and the idea of a sequel doesn't offend me nearly as much as the people who have been calling who. Apparently, someone said uh, when he was uh, doing the pitch on the sequel, you know, why don't you just remake it? Because this audience couldn't couldn't get into the first one. Uh, and I think we underestimate the audiences. I, I you know, I really don't <clears throat> want to go to the. I don't want to pander to the audience that doesn't want to spend the time to understand the first one. I do, and I don't. It I depends. don't. I don't at all. I, think, I do not want to dumb down America to the people who are just in there chewing their gum while they're and taking phone calls in the middle of the movie. I think films from the 50s and 60s, and even some from the 70s, have not aged. Well, I want to say, poorly. Rick, like that was a, Rick, that was a, a, an effective and useful stance in 1985. Yes. Uh, I remake think the, the, the today, damage is done. And it's did, demon, you, did you say remake Demon Seed? Yes. If you remake Demon <laughs> Seed today, guess what? You can actually make a point that you could not have made in the 70s. Yeah, you could. I, you could. And you probably but, should. And you probably should. But you know what won't happen? They won't make that point. <laughs> because Demon Seed will all be the, oh, the movie where the computer totally rapes that hot chick. Um, and that's what all people think about. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cyber that's the pitch. <laughs> that's the pitch. And then somebody's going, where is the real-life cyber teledildonic that I need for that? Right. So, <laughs> marketing. about the words totally marketing. Teledildonics. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so Can we move on? We can. Because here's a blast from the past. I oh, think that last one wasn't. I think by the time that this podcast goes live tomorrow, all signs point to we are going to find the BBC having announced several, if not all, I doubt all, but several of those lost 106 episodes of Doctor Who. I have to tell okay. you, this is going live tomorrow because I don't have time on Friday or Saturday to edit, so I'm going to start tonight. Okay. Yeah. So now so, here's the thing. Um, by the I, time most people are listening to this, perhaps. Okay. Right. Ethiopian TV is yes. is well known for having large stocks that they have not cataloged at all. Well, we've talked about this we've before about on the this. podcast, and it's been denied, denied, denied by the BBC. Right. Yes. The BBC uh, news service ran with a story this week, but they were repeating a story from the Mirror, which was picking up the same rumors and so forth. They were feeding on themselves. When but the they Guardian... were feeding on themselves. But the ble- but bleeding cool to the research, and one of the compan- one of the surviving mm-hmm. companions. Who has, and I wish I could remember her name because it was a Patrick Trofton uh, yeah, companion. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. On her website, she altered it this week to mention that she is appearing to make an announcement with the BBC on, I guess it's Friday. No, but it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow for us. It's Friday, oh, yeah, it's Friday for, the, for, for England. So uh, this may truly be that they found, oh my God, if they found all, that would be amazing. Well, they can't find all. Well, according to the original version of the rumor was that the all 106 episodes okay, were yeah. there. But, but not all the missing episodes. All, there are something like 130-something, uh, I think, missing okay, episodes. Okay, so Why couldn't tr- they find all? Uh, because some of them are known to be all copies destroyed. Okay. 
Um, really? Because up till now, 106 were known to be all I copies destroyed. I believe it's 134. I'm just saying, up till now, till 106 now, yeah. of those 134. Nature finds a way, Chris. Yes. That's Did we the, learn nothing from Jurassic Park? The Ethiopian, no, the Ethiopians changed genders, <laughs> and they're making a fourth Jurassic World. I know, but uh. I'm excited for this on a number of levels. One, it is there are episodes that, while they haven't been seen in years and years and years, yes, are likely to be anticlimactic. The most popular episodes of oh. those periods. Okay. They were, they were all, not all of them, but uh, there were three specific storylines that were among those, you know. Isn't one of the seminal Cybermen stories one yes. of them? Is the Tomb of the Cybermen? Si- tomb, I think it's Tomb, tomb of the Cybermen. Is it Tomb of the Cybermen? No, Tomb of the Cybermen is out. I mean, it's there, something there is of one. the Cybermen. Although one of the Cybermen, one of the episodes that I think is the animated one or just audio no, with no, stills. No, I've, I've seen, the, they actually they used Tomb of the Cybermen when they were doing the Doctor Review uh, the Doctor Who Nine Doctor okay, Review. Yeah. It's shows. one of the Cybermen, one of the very early Cybermen episodes with Troughton. Okay, yeah. I I can believe uh, the Troughton stuff is what I'm looking forward to more than. Um, oh, I'm looking way forward to the Pertwee stuff. Well, if there's any Pertwee stuff in, there. I've seen a lot of Pertwee stuff. I haven't seen a lot of Troughton stuff. I think the the, the bulk of the Troughton stuff. I, is I'm going to say I don't here. think you're going to see Pertwee because nobody seems to be talking about that with any excitement. That's true. Now here's the other thing I'm excited for. The new tenant episodes, those are going to be great. The 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 lost tenant episodes they found, just, <laughs> just lying around, and hey, also the ones with where uh, John the one, Hurt. The one where did you watch the mad? The one where the dog the ate the mad it. video I posted this week on Facebook. No, okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just embed it on Fanboy Planet. My okay. son watched this, so like my uh, he was in the other room watching. He goes, Dad, 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 come here, come here. He's watching Mad on on, and it's. The fi- Mad does their own 50th anniversary episode. So nice. Tennant and Smith together. Oh, wow. The Daleks come and they say, all right, we've got you, Doctor. And now we are going to put you in your special pr- prison you will never escape from. An episode of whose line is it anyway? <laughs> Improvisate. Improvisate. <laughs> oh and God. so and they bring in Wayne Brady and, doc- and the two doctors have to, have to do uh, with a Dalek host playing Drew Carey's role. Doctor Who's line is it anyway? And oh my God! My son was laughing for very different reasons than I was. <laughs> he, he, he didn't realize the improv connection. Not at all. Okay. I mean, no, he's never watched Who's lines anyway. No, no I mean, me. he knows you do improv. But he's played comedy. He's seen me do comedy sports, but he didn't get that. That's the that, same that's thing. A, that, you know, I mean, it's, he's only seen it once and like okay. doesn't get. You know, it's it's games. So no, that's a show, and I was just dying because the shots they took at Wayne Brady were fantastic. Nice, uh, but the, the shots they took at the show were great, and just having these Daleks going improvisate was just damn it, that's brilliant. Yes, that's so, awesome. Which as you mentioned, Comedy Sports. You can find me on uh, October eighteenth and nineteenth at uh, the Giggle Pickle Factory. No, uh, at, at Comedy <laughs> Sports in downtown San Jose. Uh, so anyway, uh, and so also viewers in Boston can see uh, Jason, Jason Burke, Burke also contributor to Fanboy Planet is yes, re- comedy sports Boston. revived comedy part of the revival of comedy sports mm-hmm. Boston. Very excited. Same night, com- uh, oh, October eighteenth. Right. He and I are both refing on opposite coasts. Excellent. That's comedy sports Boston. Battle of the refs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Telltale Games is going to launch the finally the first uh, episode of The Wolf Among Us, the Fables computer game. What? We love that. I'm not a big Fables fan. I like Bill uh, Willingham a lot. I'm not a big Fables fan. All right. I, think I, like, I like Jack of Fables better I'm not, than I like Fables. I'm, kind of, I'm actually a little adventure, adventure uh, gamed out. They're, oh, I'm not going to play it. I've still got a Jack Skellington uh, Infinity figure to level yeah, up. You know, so. yeah. 
Actually, I take that back. I I, I leveled it up. It's it's gold now. Um, that's because my son played it. How did long. you? How did you? Did you? Are you able to play him in in the other games? So could he go in there and play in uh, the Lone Ranger set or anything? Nope. Uh, my son went into a bunch of toy boxes and just set up. Uh, what's the Hammerhead Shark Pirate? Oh um, yeah, yeah. Macus. Yeah. And so he created a, an arena where he just uh, put down like thirty Maccuses and killed them all. And so, like, uh, I was sleeping and I woke up and he'd leveled Jack up to level four. Okay. Uh, you so you basically child labor, kind of like the Chinese fun. do. I, I didn't, You're mining. No, no. What I've discovered a flaw here. So we both got got a figure. Right. And it recognized both figures as the same one. Oh, so he, even though he, it was your arena. And he gave you the credit for having Jack. And I, I didn't mean it for for it to happen. I put my Jack's guns on, and it was already at level four. And I went, okay. And he also messed up my toy box, so now my toy box is labeled Dad's toy box. <laughs> Touch at your peril. Uh, you know, <laughs> can you play I two was, Jack Skellingtons at the same time? You could. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we didn't, but you could. Okay. Uh, so you know, but, it, but I don't know if it's just because we both bought the Jack Skellington at the same store at the same time. Uh, that you know, maybe they're too close in like serial production or something. I don't know. Um, so that was an interesting. Computers flaw. aren't that forgiving. We and well, at nor is you know the other issue. I'm I'm I think a lot of people are upset with the GameStop bait and switch that happened. Of you pre-order a Jack Skellington and you bring a child into the store to go. You can get your Jack Skellington, that, or you can wait two weeks, pay five dollars yeah. more, and get a cooler display case for Jack Skellington. And you say, do you want you know do you want to wait? What you know? Yeah. I know. I know. Loki taught Cookie Monster about delayed gratification, but uh, well, a lot of people son, haven't learned that. My son didn't learn that lesson. Yeah. Uh, so. Similar, similar uh, story. I went to Target for the pre-sell on their disc binder. Right, Target you, the website. The website. Yes. And yesterday I found it. I put it in my cart, and when I went to go check out, I said, "If you use your red card, you can save five dollars in shipping." And I thought that makes sense. I don't have the red card. Debbie has it. So I waited and got it from her this morning. I went in, okay. and it was all sold out. Oh, that's sad. And they're already up on eBay. And you know what? They, it sells for $65 on Target. Yes. You know what they're going for on eBay? $165? $85 to $150. Wow. They're, and they're marked pre-sale. And these are just people who have gone, who went in there and They mined. swooped it? They swooped yeah. it? Uh, and just, I want to throttle It shouldn't be allowed. I, I'm just, sorry. There are just some things that I, 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 you know, I know. I, okay. It's just, yeah. Anyway, I, I had a conversation with the uh, the guy who does their tech support, and he said, you know, if what you want to do is first day that it's actually available, get back on the website and try and order it then, because that's that's when that's your best chance. A whole new suite. So if so, you, you hadn't pre-ordered either. No, no, because I, I'm, I'm just I. I saw the link. Uh, and I went, okay, it's cool, but I've spent a lot, and yeah. I'm doing delayed gratification on this one. I'm just going yeah. like, I would rather not spend the money now. But it seems something. like such a bargain instead of buying all those individual packs and getting all the duplicates. And yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, and yet, I but I am still of the, and you can call me even more old fashioned. I like of, the thrill of the chase. I, I do like the thrill of the chase. Okay. That was what was the fun of collecting anything. I think that's dying out now. You know? I, yeah. I I really I and, and some people, and people look at me fun, strangely about that, but it's like okay. Are we looking at it? Strangely? You know the only no, thing not that, you. I didn't say you, but it's too dark for me to tell. You could be. I I don't know. We you are. know the only thing that exists like that now. These t-shirts, like the Archer t-shirts, for example. 
that there is still the thrill of the chase to get like that one Archer T-shirt that was available through the club. Yeah, but, but that, no, see, that's it's available to the club, and that's limited edition online, right. mm-hmm. but you can get that there. I'm saying, like, going to a store. Going to a store and, and, and buying and the mystery down. pack. And going like, to five different Toys R Uses. Oh, yes. Jiminy Christmas. I love that. You know where the thrill of the hunt was for me on, on that on Saturday? My daughter asked for a chocolate muffin. You would think that wouldn't be hard. We had to go to three stores <laughs> after my son's soccer game. I'm like, you know, when I was a kid, I was chasing a big little book like this. You know, now I'm just looking for a freaking chocolate muffin. Chocolate muffin? One store. You know what it was? Grocery store. I was going to say One. Costco. You, it, thanks, but there was no Costco between here and there. And then that's too many muffins. Grocery I just wanted store. one. I want one muffin for my daughter for breakfast. And give the rest to charity. I went. That's, <laughs> Who's charity? That's the homeless lady behind the Costco. Where did you find the muffin? <laughs> At the House of Bagels. Nate just named the podcast. <laughs> Yes, that's did. wrong. Where did you find um, I'll muffin? say that later. So, um, you mentioned that uh, as of, I guess, yesterday, yes. uh, a, a friend of podcast, the complete guild six season discs DVD set is on sale available. So, to they do Sean that every Becker, season. Yeah. <laughs> every, but next, now you can. Next year will be the seventh season. But you know, no, I think, all I, seven think, I think the guild is finished. I bought, uh, I bought the four it? season pack. I did not. I've been waiting. Oh, okay. This is like Lord of the Rings. I'm waiting. You're waiting for the director. For the nine-disc Blu-ray oh, set. I, say, I thought you were waiting for them to just finish the goddamn movie. It could be. Uh, oh, so, God. all right. Uh, well, season six is available now. So, so season uh, seven. So six uh, season seasons six. are available. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to shout that out to uh, Sean Becker, still working on that. And, and apparently uh, started on work on My Gimpy Life. Yeah. Which I can't show. Yes, yeah, and they've got they've got a uh, their I guess their theme right now is nobody smiles in their photographs. Oh, really? Yeah. And still working on Holliston. So very yeah. successful, Sean oh. Becker, and we knew him back when, right? I I made a movie with him once. Well, and we yeah, and he, Chris and Nate knew him even more. We when. knew him when he didn't have Felicia Day in his pocket. No, no, no. We met you and I met him when he had already had Felicia Day in his pocket. Not when we, he was at the podcast. The pocket was, was open. No, he was lying. Oh, yeah. He was, he was playing very coy. small. He was playing coy. Uh, and I was hoping Salazar would come in tonight because I know he watched last night Curse of Chucky. Uh, you know, so and he said he liked it. He said yeah. he liked it, and I got and last night it was FedEx to the uh, Magic Mailbox, and so I, I I'm waiting for a well lit couple of hours <laughs> to watch it because I haven't seen any Chucky after the first one because the first one was uh, suitably creepy, and I don't like the little uh, they got balls almost thing. slapstick. Well, that's Bride what I heard. Right of Chucky was actually really good, but this is pulled back. So. Um, was that with uh, Jennifer? With Jennifer Tilly. Tilly. Yeah. And tonight, of course, was the revi- uh, return of Arrow for season two. And, of course, the Blu-ray set uh, for season one was out. Excellent stuff. Did you watch the the no. synopsis? You, they you, did a terrific I know you hour-long that, yes. synopsis. You mentioned of, that to me yesterday. You mentioned it to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, it was a very... But now it's too late. No, they can still go online and, re- and watch it if they miss the... Uh, Hulu is a thing now. What? Yeah. No, or you, can, you could buy the Blu-ray set, which will be pimping. Yeah. No, oh, it's I one see. of the Hulu best. Who gives us no kickback? It was one of the best edited synopses. And I think Lost did some terrific oh, Lost um, did some really synopses. Good this was better than any of the ones Wait that Lost so ever Lost did. did synopses that made the series almost make sense? They did synopses of the previ- of the show up until now yeah. every season at the beginning of they the did, season. Well, they did two. Every year they did two uh, renew, review things. They did Admit one in the it. middle and one at the end. Once right. they showed a two-part Gilligan's Island and passed it off as a review episode, right? 
Well, we're the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that was great because the well, robots actually, were fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. Actually, I uh, love that. Yeah, yeah. The Harlem Globetrotters versus the uh, Meat Goes to Gilligan's Island comic. I think I still have. There was a comic. Yeah, it had a picture of the uh, one of the robots and Gilligan on the cover, oh. and he had him sort of like in a headlock. Excellent. Can, um, we, can we talk about the uh, the post credit scene on the Shield? This on Marvel's Agents of Shield last night. Last yes. night. I found it disappointing. Uh, you, did? you don't think that portents to? Uh... Oh no, I know it does, but that was why oh, I was so uh, I was so annoyed by it. Yeah, because Shield. So far, I realized I think it was Dan, I, maybe uh, for my. I think I think it was Dan DeFabio who said it. I, somebody on Facebook, somebody said Shield is playing out like an '80s uh, Stephen J. Cannell or Glenn A. Larson action series. Okay. It could be like the A team. It's the you know new. It's Sky coming in to to fit in with the team. And I realized last night where you have this trillionaire. Like I mean, how many episodes right. of A team were you going up against that, or or even you know Greatest American Hero? Um, and not to not to spit upon my past there, but but to say you know that it just feels so old style in the way it's sold. Like you could watch the, so far. Two and three could have been reversed, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, it, I really don't think it would have made a difference. What's funny is that the first two episodes struck me very much as uh, Joss going back to Buffy. I mean, the the backpack gag is the one that ultimately gets me. No, there are touches of oh, that made that remind. It's it's better written than any of those shows. The oh, dialogue, yeah. it's better mm-hmm. scripted. Yes, but it's not better plotted, and but that's the problem. And the be, third and one, nor is it better cast. Because when you cast Nate, you caught up on this. Yes. Okay. On Shield. Yes. Spoiler. Uh, uh, spoilers. Spoiler alert. We're okay. gonna do spoilers for the next. When five you cast Graviton. Yeah. And you give him a little nerdy guy, and every every drawing of Graviton is a superhero. This is what's pissing me off about the show. Is even though in the pilot they show, and I'm and I am kind of in the nerd piss kind of thing. Right. Um. That. When you see the pilot the saying, showing Hulk, a flash of Hulk, a flash of Thor, a flash of Captain America, and these three episodes are like ashamed that they're, that they're a superhero show. No, they that, don't want to be a superhero show. Well, that's, that's too key. bad. That's too bad because the only reason it exists is because America embraced a superhero movie. I disagree. I think that if you could, if you could have done this without the connection to The Shield, if this would have, would have if it was, then it would then put David Hasselhoff back in the role of Nick Fury, as he is begging to do, well, now, you, and on. claiming like Stanley wants him to do. I think that I, I would like to see it. It is, it is Agents of Shield, which is of course not Nick Fury Agent of Shield. No, and I but when it that. was Nick Fury Agent of Shield, there were not a lot of superheroes in it. There were occasionally villains that had like a super. But they were at least in costumes. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of Scorpio was probably probably the biggest biggest one of the batch. Um, but you had Baron Stryker. You had. You know, I, the, and don't get me wrong. I'm watching and enjoying, but I keep sitting there waiting to go. No, I don't want to see heroes. Yeah, I don't want to see an '80s show. I mean, because honestly, this was a thing that bothered me about not about Buffy itself. I, I embraced Buffy and Angel for what they were. Loved them, but. The people that love them and would hate super hate on superheroes and go, well, what the hell is Buffy? She has superpowers. 
It's just that all her villains tend She's to be supernatural. She's a slayer. Yeah. It's a superhero show. Yeah. But it kept not saying it was. Whereas when whereas the reason the reason Shield Agents of Shield exist, and it's not Agents of Shield, by the way, full title is Marvel's Agents, Agents of, of Shield, Shield. Yes. Is because that's what they want to see. It's a, it's a, because people ABC didn't go, let's look at the properties, and Disney didn't go. Disney went Agent Coulson was really popular in the Avengers, and let's tie this into the movies. And because every episode has featured some reference to the Battle of New York, right? Which was great in Iron Man three, but he was still Iron Man. And right. I, I just want to see something that shows that that shows me this. Instead of a whole bunch of new characters, I don't care about. I'm still not caring about. Um, so would you be really? Would you be looking to have just I, I, I like more the scientists? I love the scientists. I love, I love there's a quirkiness. The interplay between them is is totally Buffy. It's yeah, totally. That's fine. Buffy, but it's yeah. but I'm gonna say. But yeah. I'm gonna say if you're gonna bring Graviton in, clearly that'll be, be yeah, a big bad. Uh, big, yeah. Then then cast somebody who looks like Graviton. But I think he could by the time he works his way out of that. That sphere. guy can't. Well, no, I don't think it's that guy. I think it's actually somebody who looks more like Vance Astro. Okay, you know, yeah. it's it's like yeah. somebody who's 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 the semblance of humanity who has been affected by this stuff. I can you could easily write around not having to use that guy again to be the big menace. The, he's just like the the template upon which this okay this thing it, came out. But then, so I also felt that as a result, and I, 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 I've enjoyed the end, but the, but the but the little sting at the end. These are not surprises to me. No, I totally expected that. Did I mean, it's anyone- like yeah. Else, notice who the bodyguard was. Yes, Brandon Malali. Brandon Malali. That's right. I know. I know. And do you know Brandon? Shazam. Uh, no, I don't know Shazam. He he was supposed he to be Shazam. Be. Yeah. He should be Shazam. No, I know. We interviewed him. And uh, Brandon and I are friends. Uh, are friends on no Facebook. No one tells me these things. You don't listen. You never. <laughs> you never listen. Like there's video. It's like, it's like a whole season of this podcast where we just we just talked about how Brandon Malali. I totally uh, man crushed on Brandon. Um, and he knows it. Like it was the one because it was the summer that it got I got embarrassing. Was that 2010? No, you know what was embarrassing was oh. when I actually saw him. Like yeah. we had been emailing back and forth. Like, oh, you're going to be at Comic Con? Let's do an interview. Let's do an interview. And I was running the the Grand American Hero and booth. You actually, he went squee. And he, oh no, it's worse. Are you? Are, are, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be because I was so excited because he looked so much like Captain Marvel. And he walked over to the DC booth, and because all the DC guys, uh, I he is my <laughs> Captain Marvel. He is the original Captain Marvel. Um, I did the the uh, Air italic sign, yeah, yeah. Uh, italics for those listening to follow me along at home. And I saw him with his then girlfriend. I don't know if he's still with her, but whatever. I squeed. I vaulted a table. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> to get up to him and say, Brandon, I'm Derek. I'm the one you... Oh, this is awesome. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You successfully vaulted a table? successfully vaulted Derek a table. James Holy moly. Do you how hear, do you hear stories Captain about Mark. how adrenaline yeah, makes things... How long did things? it take you to recover from the adrenaline rush? Nope. I was fine. You were fine. Wow. I, but I was so excited. Like, you you got to do... And then Lon... I, I texted Lon. Lon came over. We, we grabbed a, a, a conference room. And when there were conference rooms available, that's how long, that was 2010 or 2009 maybe, and we did this video interview with him. And, you know, he's a, he's a super nice guy, and I love seeing it whenever he's at, I don't know why he's not breaking through, but, you know, it, because the best well, shot would be still be, I would still love to go ahead, and he could still do it. 
You do the Shazam movie that Jeff John's trying to get. The Rock is Black Adam. The Rock is not. Yeah. Okay. Not is, Captain and Marvel. Nor is The Rock interested in being Captain Marvel, or officially now called Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. Um, but uh, he's interested in being Black Adam. And, oh, yeah. And uh, Brandon could be Captain Marvel because you've got a name there. People will go for The Rock, but you could make a star out of Brandon Mullally. I'm still holding on for that. So, um, but anyway, back to Shield. Rick and I last week, after the after the, we recorded the podcast and the internet failed, Nate, we watched the Iron Man three Blu-ray, yeah, with uh, or oh. the, with the extra of Agent Carter, the short film, which sets up they're going to de- they're trying to develop Agent Carter as a as a TV series, and I think I'm going to be far more satisfied by that show, partially because I, I'm more forgiving of her period piece, not having as many costumes. But it does set up that Agent Carter could directly could directly tie into Marvel Agents of Shield. That's true, and I want to see that. Yeah, without without too many spoilers. And you there, could do flashbacks. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying you could do flashbacks. It's almost episodes, it's, be... it's almost specifically setting that up. Plus, I absolutely love Haley Atwood. I think she's yeah, I, I thought it was a, it was a nice little. You know, it, oddly enough, all the sets and everything reminded me of Roger Rabbit. I mean, just the period. No, aspect I felt that's it. it felt, I could it, see that it felt very small. Yeah. But I still think it was better directed. And the thing is, you know, here's the thing. And I think I said it too, is it still felt like a short film. Yes. And, and not a TV show. And but that's just, not a dig. That's just the no, way. It, no, no, no. But it, yeah. no, I mean, I mean that's yeah. a compliment to, to um, and I think that's my problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It, feel, it looks too much also like an 80s TV show. Uh, you know, the one. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that is true. I, let's, I, don't, I don't want to. I was going to bag on it a little myself but i'm still enjoying the hell out of it no i'm enjoying the show i I, just and it's just not what i want it to be i'm giving it 17 episodes i'm willing to go i'm willing to go to be fair uh, to be fair again it's still head and if we're gonna use the flash gordon scale (laughs) it's still a hell of a lot better than flash gordon yeah um, I actually use it's much this, closer to Citizen Kane than it the is. The scale to I use Flash is actually uh, the Big really, Bang Theory. Really, is our scale Flash Gordon to Citizen Kane? Kane? Yeah, I think that's a scale. Big Bang Theory. Yes. Okay, if it me. makes me want to vomit as much as watching an episode of Big Bang Theory, then I don't want to see it again. Okay. See, I, 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 you I, didn't, I, you didn't suffer through Flash Gordon. Oh, I did suffer through Flash oh, okay. Gordon, and I much preferred it to Big Bang. Theory. The sci-fi Flash Gordon. Yes. Uh, did you get to the part where they were the crows, the, the birds, no, the, going the caca, hawk man, the, the hawk man, caca, 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 caca? That was awesome, actually. And like the silly. Okay, what are well, you drinking? I hope that our uh, our listeners enjoyed Chris Garcia's last time on the <laughs> podcast because he finally said the one thing that broke me. It's it, it, it's like the psychic paper on the doctor. <laughs> finally, a ridiculous sta- a statement so, so ridiculous, ridiculous I broke. Uh, so. Put up with a lot, but that you, sir, are expelled. Okay, compared to Sharknado, you, sir, are expelled. <laughs> What's next? Uh, that's it. I I did have two uh, consumer reports things. Okay. So if you missed out on any of the lenticular covers from oh, yeah, the DC, they are doing a second printing of all that stuff, and I I'm not sure it's so all fifty two of them are going to be available for $200. And I'm not sure if that is the price to the... I'm sure you could buy it directly from your local comic store. But they'd be 4 bucks a but piece. That, which is about the right price. So actually $10 cheap. 
cheaper or okay, okay. or eight dollars cheaper. So, but Ooh, but they are save sec- eight dollars. There are second printings, and you will get a second chance chance at it one way or the other. Ooh, look who can do math. He must work at a computer history museum. And the other one was the fact that. The we talked last week about the Doctor's Prisoner of Prisoners, Prisoners of, of Time, Time comic is going to all be collected in one omnibus edition for fifty bucks. Oh wow! Did we? I I'll say one edition. Do we get to call it an omnibus if it's only twelve? Is it only twelve? So it's going to be a treasury edition. A treasury, uh, treasury or what do they call uh, absolute? No, not absolute. Not absolute because deluxe be re- deluxe edition. That's only, it's only absolute or deluxe if they add stuff to it and they You're rework right, they're it. Not going to do that. Yeah, so it's right. like it's like a treasury edition or yeah, okay. a complete run. I would like a treasury edition. A omnibus. I think it still actually covers an omnibus because it's everything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah. that'd be the definition. Can I add a plug? Can I stop you? No. I mean, it is your last podcast with us, so That's go right. ahead. <laughs> so Paul Bunnell, a wonderful uh, filmmaker and member of the uh, Lost of Us back in the day, also a buddy of Forey Ackerman back in the, di- mm-hmm. back in the day, uh, has made a movie that showed at Cinequest last year called The Ghastly Love of Johnny X. It is a spectacularly wonderful yeah, I wanted to see that. Uh, desert black and white musical uh, set in today, and it is the last film of Kevin McCarthy. Of, uh, That's why I wanted to see it. Yes. Yeah, and it's a wonderful film, and it is now available on Netflix. Oh, uh, I believe both streaming and disc based. And that's called again the Ghastly Love of Johnny. I X. shall attempt to watch it tonight. Then, yeah, yes, and well, you should because it is a rocking good time. Okay. But first, you need to watch the Flashpoint Paradox because we got to review that. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, how about you, Nate? You got to watch the uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Nate, are you Do still I there? Need to watch it. Yeah, have you watched it? Have you watched it? I have not watched it yet. Okay, well that's a goal for next week. Um, I and don't have it. Well, I you can you can get it through Netflix. Yeah, I don't have that either. Oh, uh, we try. You can get it through. Uh, did we talk about? Did everybody watched? Everybody's caught up on Shield, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we talk about Coulson's LMDness? We did a lot on it last week, and we argued why and why not different different points of view. But last but night there did, was more. This uh, yeah, week. they That's did do more. True. I just again it feels so, I, and, so I, and I realize it's an ABC TV series, but it feels so on the nose. I can't. So I what so, did what did you see this week? That his muscle memory is gone. Mm-hmm. The muscle memory's gone. Right. He said something to the what's her name. Oh, and let me just bring up the very simple thing. And she and she brought up again. She, you died. You and know? she's like, "Well, you're dead. Yeah, you died. Yes." But more importantly, he always wears his suit. Yeah. And to me, this like the entire episode I'm watching, it going, he's a freaking hologram. Somehow he's a hard light hologram, like in uh, Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. And I, if he is revealed to be Rimmer. That's then I, I rescind all <laughs> of my uh, wow of my complaints and say well played we he's ace rimmer though <laughs> oh oh he's yeah, ace, ace rimmer, oh yeah. he's ace yeah so he comes he comes off the boat in the suit and at that point I'm like that's the only time you it know, felt ridiculous that was the part that if I had been no what was ridiculous about that but that's very eighties no no that's very eighties I will tell you what was wrong no, and I blame I blame the, the director of that scene they, they had a second second set director on that who was probably not there in the right. first set they had him walk through dry sand 
You cannot look heroic walking through dry sand. They did it in two scenes. He looks like somebody's grandpa. Getting all over his shoes. He's, he's, he, he goes back and forth. And he's obviously struggling to keep up with the, the, uh, the tall tall yeah. guy. Yeah. And Ward. I just thought that was just ridiculous to do. Zone. Yeah. So, Is he from San Jose? Yeah. Prospect. Ah. But I'll give you one other thing. In well, the, he's a slab of beef. In the coming attractions... Um, Sky is standing there with, um, we just talked, said his name, Agent uh, Ward. Ward, and sh- it's just one of those toss-off lines in the quick cuts in the, in the coming attraction. She goes, uh, you're a robot, can you do that? And she's probably, the, I, I suspect that Does she said robot? She said robot. She says, you're a she robot, does. can you do that? To Ward. Now, the thing is, I suspect that the robot is a callback to a prior discussion in in it of robots, or somehow it was topical. Yes. yes. So I suspect next week we might get a, an LMD, um, uh, you know, schooling. You know, the, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. some kind of primer on LMDness. Yes. Speaking of Sky, yes, her training montage was awful. You didn't. Yeah, want, I wanted so. to put Eye of the Tiger behind it. That no, whole scene the where the where she's punching half ass punching the punching bag at the end, where she's just kind of oh, like training montage with uh, Ward. I right? think it was the middle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah okay. Ward. she does it at the end when Ward walks in on her, and it's like she's a tabby cat. Well, that's a playing with a mouse. Yeah, there was there was a lot. There, this episode had a lot of problems from where I'm sitting. Um, right to the on the noseness of the gun grab, for example. Yeah, um, no, everything, everything. Yeah, there was, but. I thought the first two episodes were much stronger than this one. Yeah, okay. And maybe that's part of my problem is I just feel that the whole thing was like, you know. Yeah, it, it is kind of feeling a little bit like uh, Heart to Heart. God. <laughs> with, with spice. An 80s show. There yeah. I am. I mean, you know, there it is. Okay, so, hey, listen, if you want to argue with us about this, and, no. we, and we welcome Bring it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. You have comments, questions, commentary, compliments, criticisms, Right to editor of fanboyplanet.com. You can listen to us on iTunes. And if you do, uh, definitely rate us and subscribe by all means and tell your friends. Check us out on the Stitcher app. And of course, you find us at www.fanboyplanet.com, where the Stitcher app actually is embedded. So you can listen to us right from the website. Woo. That's modern technology. Technology. Hey, Nate, guess what? What's that, Rick? An hour and 30 minutes, and you're still on the air. Woohoo! Amazing. Personal best. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> So, uh, you know, yes, yeah, so and check it out. And uh, if you'd like to donate a little money through PayPal, uh, that would be great. Uh, Christmas is coming, and it's time to buy everybody a round of drinks here. Uh, so a little PayPal money would be great. Thanks, Brian Kent. Uh, so, no, I, I Anyway, uh, so until next week and beyond, I remain Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm I am Dave Costa, and if I could be serious for one moment. You can be. Go ahead, Nate. If you are someone in the Los Angeles area that has hiring powers, hire me to work for you. For God's sake, use your hiring powers only Only for for Nate. Nate. (laughs) Yet, Jinx, owe me a Coke. Anyway, go ahead. And across from me, I am Christopher J. Garcia. And if you are someone in the L.A. area with hiring powers, hire Derek so he can lord it over Nate. Oh, no. (laughs) Thanks a lot. 
Who's the only person on the podcast that constantly refers to you as the Reverend Dr. Hugo Award winner, Christopher That's J. True. Garcia? You that just dissed no the one member the who respects you. Your last Chris. Well, is that how it always goes? You know what? It is It is Chris's last podcast anyway. A Hawkman. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> trying desperately to remind you to use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Whoops. Okay, well. You, you know what I liked best about your countdown? And I know it's just, just unconscious. Did I point? That you, he pointed to you, Nate. Yes, he did. <laughs> he physically pointed <laughs> to you. <laughs> and I wanted to look across, like, there's Nate behind the bar. And then we have a slow-mo run. <laughs> oh, all that wonderful material for the, the Bolero. after show. I hope your friends don't <laughs> I hope your friends don't get on the podcast just to hear themselves. They're not gonna do that, are they? My friends ask they have to listen to the stuff afterwards, so you know, No, they don't have to. I know. It. Your friends don't. Yeah, I know. In fact, I said they don't have to. Yeah. Okay, Nate. Watch for my finger. Three, okay. two, one. Listen up, fanboy. Dragons? <laughs> <laughs>